Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join host Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big, get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim, and our guest today is Judy Cohen. So, Judy, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you live and what you do for a living. Hi, good afternoon, and thank you for having me on. Um, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's beautiful, beautiful place to come and see us. I own Lakeside Educational Services, which is an educational company that services all age and grade levels of children all academic areas, study skills, organizational skills, prepping for ACT, SAT. And that came about after a 32-year career in teaching for Milwaukee Public Schools. Awesome. So uh, what made you want to make this transition from teaching to starting your own company? After teaching for 18 years, I was asked to do diagnostic testing for the school system. So that means I go in and test a child who's referred for special education needs. Because of that, I had parents contact me saying, can you work with my child after school, in the evening, on the weekends? Sure. Both of our kids had gone to college on different areas of the United States. So it was just my husband and I, and I said, not a problem. It just blossomed like a garden. And my husband said to me, make it a business. And so 18 years ago, this business was born. I kept teaching for another eight years and then I retired and this is what I do and this is what I love. Awesome. So when you were teaching, how are you able to manage teaching and running this business? I taught during the day. The first thing before I took a new student, I would have conversations with the parents. What's the needs? And contact the teachers that the child was seeing. So I would schedule them starting at like six, seven o'clock at night, schedule them on Saturdays and Sundays. But when I got so many referrals, I had to kind of piece them out so that I had my day job and I had a life and I had this wonderful business that in the infancy just grew phenomenally. And then I took on other academic coaches. So there are other certified teachers who work for Lakeside. I learned a lot about business, I can tell you that, because the teacher's intellect is phenomenal, but we are not made to be business people. We are nurturers. We don't really know how to charge because we get paid by a school system. So my husband, who's an entrepreneur, taught me how to be a business person, and that's how this business grew. Cool. My dad was also a teacher uh, from 1984 to 2020. So, yeah. Good my for family. him. <laughs> and, you know, all of us are where we are because of phenomenal teachers, and that's where it all starts. So I had this business has allowed me to meet um, parents from all over the United States, especially during COVID, because we learned how to do Zoom. I still work with children all over the United States through Zoom. What it also did was allow 
um, my expertise to grow. My specialty is writing, and that is an area of tremendous weakness in school-age children today from little through high school. Math, another tremendous weakness. So I have learned how to navigate all kinds of online systems, grade platforms, communications, so that mm -hmm. I can be the best for that child. Because my job is to help that child succeed. Yep, makes sense. Completely makes sense. So how do you incorporate the technology in your daily business? Like you're using oh, the, uh, technology. Um, <laughs> well, I First of all, I had to learn how to navigate different platforms that the schools had when COVID hit. Otherwise, I was seeing children face to face. They would come to my office and go home. But when COVID hit, it was Zoom. It was grading platforms, assignment platforms that the different high schools, middle schools, elementary schools had to get used to, which I still use. So mm -hmm. I think I've become pretty tech savvy in how to get assignments, how to look at grades, communications with teachers and parents, because communication is the key to not only the child's success, but my own success to help that child. So that really taught me a lot. Um, and there were times that I would say to one of my students, I, something isn't connecting. What am I doing wrong? And they would laugh and they taught me things that I in turn would teach them. So it was a give and take. Makes sense. So I think this is uh, a little bit difficult, uh, but how do you find the right technologies for your business? Like, just like you said, like in, in, in COVID, you, you came to learn how to use your Zoom and online grading and even examine, exams were going on online. So at this stage now, like, do you find the right, how do you find the right technology for your business? I have to take a look at what the school is using. So I connect on their platform so I get the right mm -hmm. assignments for the right child. We look at grades and the high schools have become very, very um, enamored with technology. And there are very good points to it. And then I, there are parts of me that are still old school, old school about writing assignments down in assignment notebooks. Um, technology is great, but kids cannot always rely on technology all the time. So yeah. now it is, let's take a look at your assignment notebook. Oh, it's on my phone. Oh, wait a minute. My phone's not charged. Oh, wait a second. I left my phone at school. Well, what are you going to do? And it's a lot of problem solving that a child has to learn. Or their Chromebook isn't charged. They bring their Chromebook to me. We connect through Google, through Google Docs. Um, we can write together. So that has allowed me to see their work, to offer them suggestions and uh, corrections for writing. But again, it has to do with a pencil and paper. That's, that's the beginning of it. And I know that's not the technology that you want to hear about, but I incorporate both. It works. Great. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> well, so and a lot of kids, yeah. Uh, will tell me that they will tape notes that a teacher they mm. want to tape the notes um, a teachers have websites they have their own podcasts 
they have areas that the child can go on to take a look at a PowerPoint, take a look mm. at slides, which is a brand new area for kids, which truly can help a child if they take that time and effort to go through it. Yeah, obviously. So <clears throat> today uh, is the time of, um, you can see the age of AI. So it, it, it has mm, uh, raised many difficulties as well in, in the field of education, I believe. Uh, like there must be a chance like students are not submitting their assign assignments and their work on their own. They are taking help, a lot of help from the AI. So how do you measure all these things? How that education changed? Because I can understand whatever was in my time, <laughs> if the GPT was there, this was nothing for us. Like it was- I, I hear cake. you because <laughs> I, there are some students that will go on, they will copy essays from another mm -hmm. site and hand mm -hmm. it in. Teachers have gotten smarter. There is mm -hmm. something called turnitin.com that completely looks at an essay to see if it's been copied, if there's any sentences copied, paragraphs, they will send it back to the teacher and then that discussion brings in the parents and the administrators at the school that's plagiarism kids cannot do that and they have learned that some of them have learned that the hard way um the ai piece is pretty new to a lot of children yet and i'm hoping it kind of stays away for a while kids have to learn how to write they have to learn how to edit and revise and learning grammar rules it is about revising, reworking, rewriting. Um, and some kids understand that. Other kids, it takes a little while for them to incorporate that. So it is an area that's a touchy area with many teachers as well. And they're getting very savvy about it. Parents have to understand what their child is doing as well. And they have every right to look at their assignments that they post online. Um, Students have a lot of resources at their fingertips. They have to learn how to use them correctly so that they don't make these major mistakes. One of the things that kids need to do more often is check grades online. Check to see, did your teacher get your assignment? There are some times that we went through where kids said to me, I did submit that assignment. Did you ask your teacher if they received it? And through Technology, sometimes glitches happen, but again, you teach a child that own accountability and responsibility. So if you have an F in that assignment and you told me you handed it in, let's write that teacher an email. Let's find out if they received it or not. And then we go from there. But technology has taught kids to become a little bit more careful on what they're doing. For sure. So in terms of artificial intelligence, you know, what use cases do you see like in a positive way? Like not plagiarism, but just either for your business or just for um, students in general? I think it gives children an area of what should, not what should, but how can I write, how can I do a better job in writing? How did that essay get organized? One of the pieces that kids need a lot of help with is organization of writing. You just don't sit down and write. You have to brainstorm, you have to organize. And it helps kids to read examples of essays that are already written. However, don't copy them. And that is, some kids draw a fine line there. So yes, AI has its place, 
I'm not quite sure if it is being used correctly at this point. So do you use it? For, I mean, I guess like, you know, just yourself for your business or do you feel no. like, no, okay. No, don't even, no, no, I don't, I do not. I will go on and look at um, questions that some of the teachers ask children to write answers for. When I see a child, I have one hour. So in that one hour, those first five minutes, I have to figure out what are we going to do? What has to get done? What did you already do? What do we have to correct? And let's get you organized so this gets done and handed in. So if, if I often I will go, I read the novels that they are reading so I understand. And often I will read pieces that have been written online about these novels. The novels today are very different than the novels my children read and that I bet even you both read. And some of the kids aren't at that maturational development yet to truly understand the themes, the messages, the symbols, the motives. So I have to be prepared. And that's where the technology aids, aids me. For sure. So you mentioned that you work with students all across the U.S. So how are you able to reach students? I mean, obviously in the past you were a teacher, so I'm sure you had plenty of local connections. But as of today, how do you get new students or get the word out about your business? Facebook has been tremendous, tremendously helpful in that respect. It's word of mouth. It's uh, often I have students who leave Milwaukee and move to other cities and they're talking to their friends and they're talking to teachers. And those teachers are saying, oh, you know what? My friend just moved to Milwaukee. I'm gonna let them contact you. So Facebook, I do a lot of television work to talk about education. So I'm on our local stations. I'm also on Spectrum News, which is uh, goes to other cities. And people have contacted me from those spots about how can I help? How can I give them advice? One of the areas that I do a lot of advocacy in is special needs children, because I wrote those IEPs and those 504 documents. And parents have to understand the legality of them, their rights, and if they are written correctly. So when I'm asked to be an advocate at a meeting, and it doesn't have to be in my own city, I can be on a Zoom meeting as an advocate, and I speak the legalese. Sometimes school districts sit up and say, whoa, she knows what she's talking about. And it's, you know, as a parent, I don't know if you guys have kids, but as a parent, when you sit at a table and all you hear is how your child is struggling, the ears turn off. It's very emotional. So having that extra set of ears and eyes is helpful to a lot of parents. And I think diagnoses of kids have gotten much better, more specific. Um, autism is an area where I've worked with a lot of children. Um, my daughter and I wrote a book and we traveled to 16 different cities in the United States. I have it right here, it's called Mikey. <laughs> um, it is a book about a child with autism and how he sees his school day. And it is read to kids all over the United States, all over the world. But that kind of publicity is how I reach out to everyone. That's amazing. So in terms of going to college, right, do you think that um, it's imp it, it gets important or mandatory? I mean, obviously, being an entrepreneur, college 
I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs who didn't go to college. So I guess, what do you advocate for? What do you think is most important for students in high school today? What's important is to build confidence, accountability, responsibility, and get rid of the blame game. Because I hear a lot of parents, I hear a lot of students, my mother didn't put this in my backpack. Really? Is your mother going to sit in that 10th grade classroom with you? Or um, the teacher talks too fast. I don't like this teacher. This teacher doesn't like me. Deal with it. Find out, go and talk to your teacher because someday you might have a boss that you may not like either. And that's a job. So how, social skills, talking. Uh, here's another piece that because of texting and TikTok and Instagram, children are now writing the way they text. So it is not uncommon for me to see in a paper um, initials, letters, and that is not how you write. You want to talk to your friends like that? That's fine. But we have not established that that where you appropriately use those skills. I have many kids that cannot converse, have a conversation with an adult speaking rather they're texting. So yes, all of that has been very important in our world. But I think children have to learn how to speak to adults, number one, with respect, and number two, clearly, no bad words. And, you know, they hear inappropriate words, more even young kids in songs and in movies. There's a time and place for that, but children have to know you can't say those words to your teacher. That's not going to work. Um, academics is a responsibility. Sports is a privilege. However, I think our society has flipped it because I have many kids who have practices every single night from 3.30 until 8. And they can't miss a practice. Oh my goodness, no. What about your, your homework? What about your studying for tests? Well, I have to do that when I get home. Well, what's more important? And that is a conversation that many parents have to have with their students. Priorities, because not every child is going to be a professional athlete. Completely makes sense. Completely makes sense <laughs> and uh, beautiful words. Uh, I'm, I have three kids. I'm happily married with three kids. Yeah, so. <laughs> How old are they? And then, uh, well, the, the older daughter is uh, nine years. Okay. Then a daughter with um, six years okay. and then a son with 2.5 years. Oh, you got little ones. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just starting this journey. Okay. I'm still young. <laughs> Stay young. So am oh, I. I'm still young too. I'm not going to tell <laughs> I am, but I'm still young too. Yeah, that's that's good. So uh, I'm always concerned about 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 their, their schooling. like. Uh, as I I came to know, like very late, very late, I came to know, like uh, the kids are explorers. They are they are always on some discovery. So whenever we forbid them, whenever we say no to them, we are in fact uh, reducing uh, abilities in them, and we are in fact stopping them to discover something new. So what can be uh, done in this space like 
uh, and after this, once um, the kids are nine or 10, and at that time, obviously, there will be more studies load. So after this, at this stage, how we can make them do their homeworks like easily, in fact, uh, happily, not easily, but happily. <laughs> Because at this age, girls gets frustrated. They they say like, "I'm studying from lot lot and lots of years. <laughs> it's too much." Oh, that's a really great set of questions. I could take another three hours and talk about that. Oh no! But what I learned <laughs> is this: Yeah, um, parenting is probably the hardest job in the whole world, no doubt mm. in my mind. It does make a difference how old your children are. My kids are in their 40s, married with their own kids, doesn't make a difference. You mm -hmm. have to be calm. You have to grab a great sense of humor. But they have to know when you say no, it's no. They can cry and scream, but it's no. And you can acknowledge, I understand you're angry, but you're still going to get this done. So if you want to cry, you can go ahead and cry, but you're still going to get this done. Responsibility. I think if you give your kids chores at home, chores, that's an old fashioned word, jobs at home, they, they must be responsible to complete even the simplest of tasks because it creates a sense of accomplishment, which will definitely carry through as they get older. Parents today have a really tough job because every child wants a phone. And it's not given that you turn 10, you get a phone. You have to show me you are responsible for this phone because you're not paying the phone bill. I am. So you have every right to make sure that your child is developmentally ready to handle these kinds of devices. The other piece of this is when we go out to restaurants and we see families at restaurants and everybody's on their phone or the kids are on their iPads. This is a time to sit and talk to each other. I don't care if you just stare and look at me, but you're going to look at me, not your phone. Put it away, turn it off. The conversation, and I said this before, learning how to converse with your child because it will pay off when there are problems that they have to talk to you about. And they know that if they can be honest with you and talk to you, that will help. Organization is probably the key skill I can tell a parent. And I love whiteboards. If you don't have whiteboards at home, get them. Put them mm -hmm. in each child's bedroom. And here's what mm -hmm. you have to do today. Even the little guy, he you can write, pick up Legos. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to read it to him. But his responsibility is to pick up the Legos. And you wipe it off. And look what you did. You accomplished that. That carries through when they go to school and what do you have to do get your clothes have to come out the papers have to go in your backpack take your tennis shoes to school take your assignment notebook it just grows as a child gets older but the responsibility and accountability and no enablement as much as we want to make life easy you are doing a disservice by doing it all the time for them um, if a child didn't finish what they, you asked them to do and they have a soccer practice, you've got to finish it. I'm so sorry you might be late to practice. And you're going to get kicked back. But I can tell you that the next time you tell them you're going to be late, they're going to get it done. 
because it's a sense of accomplishment and responsibility. It's nothing mean. It's called being a parent. Makes sense. Makes sense. So what would be uh, your advice to the to all the entrepreneurs who are going to follow your steps? Let us know about it. I know this sounds corny. Never give up. My husband is my biggest cheerleader, and I'm going to tell you this, because when opportunities presented itself, like this book, and he mm -hmm. said, I think you and Mindy, Mindy's my daughter, you should write a book about a child with autism. And I looked at him and I said, are you kidding me? How? He said, oh, no, no, don't do it, because someone else will. All you have to do is tell me not to do something, and I guarantee you, I will do it. So never give up. Never fill your head with those garbage words of, I can't, I don't know how, but rather, let me take a breath and let me try it again. I will do it again. And you know, the, the path to success is when you meet failure. And kids are starting to understand this as well. Not everybody can make the varsity baseball team. So you've got to start down here. And when you do become successful, you'll make it, but it might take you some time. Effort, time, never, ever say no. You can do this. It might take you a while, but you can get there. And I will tell anybody who's starting a business, um, give it time. Sit back and listen to other people who have been there because they have great advice, great experience, to help you in your journey well said well said <laughs> <laughs> there should be an awareness campaign complete awareness campaign on all these aspects so really, uh thanks for your time we really enjoyed um your conversation anytime, anytime. i love <laughs> to talk as you can see so anytime and i have issues that i talk about all the time on television Mm -hmm. which I would be more than happy to share in a podcast about education because we're starting a brand new school year and we start from scratch. Last school year is done. And one thing, I just did a television thing and, and they asked me, what's one bit of advice to give to parents? Do not talk negatively about school. Positive no. words all the time. It's not about when you went to school and you didn't like your teacher and you didn't, absolutely not. This is about your child speak with encouragement and excitement and positive words so everybody starts on a high note and they look forward to it because it's a privilege for sure so if somebody wanted to reach out to you do you mind sharing your your um, website or the best way for somebody to get in contact with you yeah um, they can reach me at um, lakesideeducationalservices.com that's the website they can uh, email me at lakesideeducationalservices at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, Judy, as Kasim said, yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. And we're rooting for you and hopefully you continue to grow <laughs> and can reach more people. We will. We will. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great rest Thank of your you. day. You too. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.